Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk. You know what that sound means. It's mock draft time here on Rich Sports Talk on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on Apple and iTunes Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Not going to take a lot of your time, so just going to give you a couple of prefaces. This is going to be a full 32 first-round mock draft. We will do, of course, the Jets and the Giants individually coming up next week. And I wanted to preface by saying that the next draft, I will have my two-point. We'll have some in-trades, but for this sake, I'm keeping no trades, except with a little asterisk. In this mock draft, I have the Josh Rosen being traded to the New England Patriots. I think that that trade will work because... Of the three teams reported in the Giants, the Patriots, and the Chargers, I think that even though the Patriots might not have the most value, they have more picks, and I could see them giving up a two and a three, maybe a two and a four and an extra pick. And for the Cardinals, they need as many picks as possible, trying to reboot that whole puppy in Arizona. So I have in this one a little bit of an asterisk. I have Rosen going to the New England Patriots. So in case you're wondering, well, why why are some of these picks this way? It's because of that trade. So without further ado, that means with the first overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. I think this is the worst-kept secret in the NFL. Look, at this point, they have not made any effort to really hide the fact that they're interested. They haven't defended Josh Rosen. I think at this point, it's better for everyone just to go this way. And there's been so much smoke for weeks now. Cliff Kingsbury has comments before. This just feels like it's a foregone conclusion with the number one pick. And if they don't make this pick and they have to go to Josh Rosen, oh boy. I'm not sure if Rosen's going to be able to buy in. I don't think he'll be able to completely buy into the organization that has flirted with another quarterback just to say, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, you were all right. You'd be like, really? I'm not, I wasn't good enough for you that you had to go look for someone else. So Murray... Oklahoma quarterback going number one overall to Arizona. I don't think that's a surprise. And this draft with a lot of the players and these prospects, I especially in this top five, I think are pretty well set. So we're going to go to number two, the San Francisco 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa of Ohio State. Many people have felt he's been the best prospect in this draft process for since the beginning of the season. I understand he hasn't run in the combine and that he's really taking it easy to make sure, but... This is a guy who can come in this league, be a 10-sack guy. And look, this is a team with John Lynch. They want to build around the defense. He is a great defensive product and arguably the best talent in this draft combined. Uh, Up there with Quinn and Williams out of Alabama, who we will get to in a minute. But overall, with the number two pick, I I just feel like this could be a, a key turning point in the draft, too. I think this will be a popular pick where teams try to trade up to get Dwayne Haskins with Murray off the board. So, but for this sake, and there's a couple of spots where I could see a team trading up, but for this draft sake, we're not doing the trade-ups today. So at the number two pick, they get Nick Bosa, great defensive end, helps with that great defensive line they are building and improving that defense, especially against two talented offenses in Seattle and the Los Angeles Rams in that division. With the third pick in the draft, I have the New York Jets select in the outside linebacker, edge rusher, Josh Allen out of Kentucky. Now, look, Quinton Williams, I've seen a couple mock drafts, him going to the Jets. I do think at the moment he's a slightly better prospect than Allen, but here's the thing. The Jets have lacked an explosive pass rusher. They need an edge rusher. They need a burner off the edge, and Allen just fits too perfectly. Keep in mind they lost out on Anthony Barr this free agency. 
So they need an athletic defense, especially staying with the 3-4. They need a rush linebacker, a guy who's athletic, can cover in space, and Allen can do that. And look, I watched this kid in college, 17 sacks. This kid is a great pass rusher. You give him to a great defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, who can coach him up, and this could easily be a prospect that gets you double-digit sacks every year. And to be honest with Quentin Williams, I think he's a slightly better overall prospect. But the Jets, they already have invested in the last decade first-round picks on defensive linemen. And it hasn't necessarily worked out with Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkerson, and even Leonard Williams. I think they're a little tempted at moving forward in the long term. But this is his explosive pass rusher, helps their defense off the edge, and more importantly, gives them a pass rusher they have lacked for nearly a decade. And that benefits the Oakland Raiders, and we're going to see a common theme in this draft that maybe John Gruden wasn't as crazy as we thought trading Khalil Mack to get all these draft picks along with Amari Cooper as they wait at four, and they get, like I was saying, arguably one of the best defensive prospects, and some scouts have talked to the best prospect, Quinnen Williams, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. They need a building block on this defense. He's great in the middle good run blocker good pass rusher I mean this is a guy who just jumps off your screen can dominate dominate at the point of attack does a great job on the, in the middle of the defense so I think that's just an easy one at number five at Tampa Bay I have Devin White the middle linebacker out of LSU uh, Todd Bowles the new defensive coordinator they need a guy who can really be the captain of that defense and to me Devin White we talk about the big three for defensive prospects Allen Bosa and Williams I think you got to include White in there he ran a 4-4-2 as a middle linebacker and keep this in mind they're in a division now where their defense needs help but more importantly look at the running backs Alvin Kamara Christian McCaffrey these are running backs even Tevin Coleman these are running backs who get outside I mean sorry Defonte Freeman I got that mixed up for the Falcons but you get what I mean. They have running backs that can catch well in the backfield. You need a linebacker that can cover well in space, can close the gap, and really take away some of those check down and screen passes, and White is the perfect linebacker to do just that. At number six, I have the New York Giants selecting Dwayne Haskins. This, of course, being I think that they're going to push hard for Josh Rosen, but they take Haskins, and I think Haskins it will work well. You have a kid that's fr was a Giant fan growing up, has said he wants to be a Giant, and I think would accept the role behind Eli Manning. I think that the Giants are not going to move off him r right away, even if they draft Haskins. I think it's going to be a situation where we saw with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, two prospects that are, I mean, the prospect that's going to sit behind the quarterback for a year. I think it's a solid pick. Um, I think Rosen as a prospect right now, I still grade him higher than Haskins. I think the Giants would rather have him. They have the ammo with the second round pick to do that. But if he does go to the Patriots, Haskins will sit here. And a little asterisk, and I'll do this in later mock drafts, I do believe Haskins will go in the top five just because the team will be desperate enough to trade up and pick him in the draft. Number seven, I have Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle out of Florida. And look, they have a lot of holes. But the big thing is they need to help Nick Foles out. And right now they don't have great weapons on the outside. Their offensive line, though, was terrible last year. And Nick Foles is an above-average athlete, but he's not going to be able to survive in that pocket. And they get arguably the best tackle prospect in this draft. Helps with their pass protection. More importantly, helps with their run game. This is a running team first, and they struggled to do that last year. So this pick just makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars to improve that offensive line. And they have Tom Coughlin running the operation down there, and he understands the importance of great line play. So this pick just makes way too much sense. At number eight, I have the Detroit Lions resecting Rashawn Gary, the defensive end out of Michigan. And look, I know they signed Trey Flowers. 
but you have Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator. They just lost Ziggy Ansa. And a lot of the comparisons I've seen, they do compare Gary to Ansa, so they can get a younger and cheaper version of the pass rusher they lost. And you're in a division now where Chicago has their quarterback figured out. They Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. They're reloading. You have Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. You need to get after the quarterback in this division and improve that defense. And you're going to have some good defenses. Green Bay's defense has improved. Minnesota's a top 10 defense. Chicago was the best defense in the league last year. The NFC North is built around great defense. And for this Lions team, this is a great opportunity to improve that pass rush and make this a great front four. Now, the Buffalo Bills, I have an interesting pick here at number nine. Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle out of Houston. Now, Buffalo can go a lot of ways. They could go corner. They could go offensive line, tight end. However, this is a division that isn't necessarily known for great wide receivers right now. So I think they could skip on the corner and get some good value in the second round. And I have them getting Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle out of Houston, because look, I understand he hasn't had a great end of the college season. He didn't have a great pro, se uh, pro season with the combine. But this is a guy we were talking about being a top three pick a couple months ago, and he still has incredible talent. They need help on the defensive line and getting to the quarterback. He's one of the rare defensive tackles that can rush the pass there. And look, his name has been kind of thrown under the rug for a little bit, but for a while we were throwing him up there with Nick Bosa and saying, could he be a potential number one pick? And this just is too much value for me. This is a guy who we talk about being a top three pick, and even though he's had some warts in his game and in the off the field, but to me, it's not enough to warrant him dropping this far. This is a great value pick for the Buffalo Bills, including that defensive line, getting an elite talent who probably has a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove he shouldn't have been passed up in the first eight picks. At number 10, our third quarterback off the board, it's Drew Locke out of Missouri. I know they just, they just traded for Flacco and resigned him, but he's 34. And don't forget, Denver has been hyper-aggressive with the quarterback position in drafting quarterbacks and going out and signing quarterbacks and trying to find quarterback solutions. And look, the Broncos have visited the pro day. He had a great pro day there. I'm hearing a lot of buzz from Drew Locke's pro day. This is a kid with a big, strong arm that you're going to need in Denver. This is a kid that's a big, tall quarterback, big arm. Reminds someone similar of John Elway, who's calling the shots there. And look, this is a team that they still have holes but not as many as a lot of the other teams, and you need to find a long-term answer at quarterback because the Chiefs, they have their answer at quarterback. The Chargers could potentially have an answer with Josh Rosen, and they still fill Burks for the couple, next couple years. And don't look scoff at the Raiders, but by end of this draft and this offseason with their car, they're looking in better shape too. So the Broncos, they need to figure out their quarterback situation, and I have them selecting Drew Locke at number 10. Now, at number 11, I could have gone quarterback for Cincinnati, but here's the issue they have. They are locked into Andy Dalton for the next two years at a high rate. They can't really move off of that contract. So I could see them maybe going in the second round, coming back in at the back end of the first round. But this is a team that I don't think is going to move off of Andy Dalton yet. So they go with Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan. Look, this was a historically bad defense. They need a complete reboot, and they need a nice building block in the middle, and Devin Bush is that. He's a little bit of an undersized linebacker, but great coverage, great speed. What you want to cover linebacker is good in space, and they just need some athletes on that defense because this defense was getting torn up last year, historically bad, and Devin Bush, it's a good starting place. I know some fans might be disappointed they don't go quarterback, 
but they need so many things on this team, and it's a good start to help rebuilding that pitiful defense. At number 12, I have the Green Bay Packers selecting Montez Sweat, the edge rusher from Mississippi State. Now, they've addressed the defense in free agency. They've had some nice pieces, but let's be honest, they still could use a great pass rusher here. Now, they could get a weapon. They could get a tight end. They could get a wide receiver here. But this is a chance to get an edge rusher with a 4-4-1 speed at the combine. They lose Clayton Matthews in free agency. They have some decent pass rushers, but like I said earlier, with Detroit, you now have a division with established quarterbacks in the defenses. They're really good. You have two top 10, maybe even top five with Minnesota defenses, Anthony Barr returning. And oh, by the way, Detroit with Matt Patricia should be better, and now Green Bay is better. You need to get a great pass rush. And we've seen what Aaron can do with a great defense. You hope to have the lead with Aaron Rodgers. So you want a pass rusher late in the games in passing situations that can get after the quarterback, which is why I think Montez Sweet, Sweat, I don't know why I keep saying Sweet, but Montez Sweat is a great prospect for them to have here at this point, a guy that can go after the quarterback and help them late in games. Now, another quarterback off the board, and... This could be an interesting pick. Miami Dolphins, Daniel Jones, the quarterback out of Duke. Look, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, but we know that's not a long-term answer. And they have they have interest in Jones. They've met him at the Senior Bowl. They were at the, his pro day. And look, he had a great pro day the other day. Big, strong kid. Ran a 4'6'7", 6'5". To me, this was a quarterback that really could use a situation where he needed to sit. And I actually have him throw on the board. I'd have him in front of Locke on my draft board. I am his third-ranked quarterback. And to me, I really do think that they're not going to be in the Rosen sweepstakes. I think Daniel Jones gives him a good quarterback. I think the best situation is bring him in, have him center Fitzpatrick week eight or nine, maybe bring him in for the back end of the season. But... You need a future quarterback for this team, especially now with the Bills and the Jets having what looks like their franchise quarterbacks for the next decade. So it only makes sense for Miami to get their quarterback at 13. At 14, I have DeAndre Baker, the cornerback from Georgia. It's a perfect fit. Kid from Georgia, going to play for Georgia's team in Atlanta. But this is a team, they need help on the back end of their defense. They love playing that press man corner. They need guys that can cover. And Baker, I think, is the best cover guy in this draft. And you look a quarter of their games, they're going against Michael. They're going against Michael Thomas. They're going against elite wide receivers in this division. Michael Mike Evans out of Tampa Bay. You need legitimate quarters in this division. This is a passing division, so it only makes sense that they address the quarterback position, which for Atlanta really has been a issue the last couple of years. Now at 15. This was interesting. I was thinking about quarterback for Washington. However, with the top four off the board, I think Washington might be resigned to come and try to get Will Greer at the back end of this round or early in the second round. So they go with Greedy Williams, the other great corner in this draft. Really, Baker and Williams are one-two on either all the boards you're seeing. And they need a great corner on their defense. They've struggled in the back end, and I think Williams will be a nice addition to their defense as well, especially when you have a division with Wentz and Dak Prescott that they're going to be throwing the football. You need a guy that can lock down the number one on those teams, and I think Williams eventually can be that. Um, speaking at staying home, at uh, 16, I have Celine Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson, staying in Carolina. You know, they need a true defensive end in their 4-3, and Farrell is one of those rare 4-3 ends that fits nicely in the draft. Uh, now, in most drafts, this is a lower defensive draft. In most drafts, 
he would easily be a top 10 pick maybe even a top five pick with so much great defensive talent he drops away down here it's a great find for carolina who needs to desperately improve their pass rush and look they got a great front seven but having a good edge rusher that they can really use a great they have a great middle of the defense linebacker and defensive tackle but this is a great edge rusher that would definitely help them now new york giants at 17 once again this could be a popular trade at 17 but i'm getting greg will the offensive tackle i'll miss look they found their quarterback now they got to get potential insurance uh, i know nate solder struggled last year i think he could move to right tackle in the next year or two just to help him a little bit but for a little i think he could be a right tackle right away improve this offensive line and could potentially down the road take over solder at left tackle and you look the giants this offseason they helped last year they got a great left guard in the draft who i really liked in will 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 hernandez now they're going to get a right tackle that could potentially be a left tackle we made fun of the giants offensive line over the last year and a half but what they've done this this offseason training for the great guard from uh cleveland they bring in greg lill from ole miss getting one of the top three tackle prospects to help i think that you give not only whoever the quarterback is eli or haskins or rosen but you also give their number one player, Saquon Barkley, a great offensive line to run behind, which will only help him. Now at 18, I have Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle and guard out of Alabama. They need help. I mean, Minnesota needs help in the trenches, interior defensive line, but offensive line, they really need. Now, could they go running back here potentially? But look, they, we saw at times last year, this offensive line got manhandled, uh, especially by pass rushes like Buffalo. And Williams, he, to me, could play right tackle in the, for them. But either way, I think he could start right away at guard. Just helps them improve on that offensive line. Look, he's got a nasty streak. He's going to help in the run game instantly. And he will just improve that offensive line, which I will remind you, they've gotten some pretty good pass rushers now in that division. So at 19 with the Tennessee Titans, I have Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle. Clemson, look. The Titans, they addressed their two biggest needs in free agency, uh, getting a guard and wide receiver. They addressed that already, but they still need a cog in their 3-4. They need a true nose tackle. And look, Lawrence is the best pure nose tackle in this entire draft. He's a great value here at 19. And you have Mike Vrabel, a defensive coach, a team that's trying to build on defense. And you look at their quarterback situation, I think that they're just going to be content running the football with Henry behind that offensive line playing to be conservative not turn the football over but you need a good defense and for me lawrence will be a great nose tackle and we saw the success with vince wolfork in new england i think Vrabel understands the importance of having a great nose tackle so he will jump at the opportunity to draft lawrence here at 19. now this was a little bit of a surprise now i'm defying a little bit of the conventional wisdom here but at number 20 the pittsburgh steelers select dk metcalf the wide receiver on Mississippi. Now people are saying, well, wait a minute. Why would they take a wide receiver here? Well, this whole offseason they've been getting ripped for Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. He is arguably, Metcalf, the most physically gifted receiver this entire draft. Now, Pittsburgh, I know they're great at picking wide receivers. And could they find one down the line? Potentially. But if they're really trying to build Big Ben up, how great would it be if next year... Metcalf, Juju not only goes to the Pro Bowl, but Metcalf becomes the offensive rookie of the year as a wide receiver. 
I think it's a little bit of a shot across the bow showing, saying, hey, we don't need those guys. We know what we're doing. They get a physically gifted wide receiver. And to be honest, it's a good pick for because it gives Juju Smith-Schuster a good number two coming in. So it's harder to give a pure double team on Juju Smith-Schuster next year. So it's a little bit of unconventional wisdom because I do think that defense needs help. But with this whole offseason, it would be interesting, and I do think it would help Big Ben next season. Now, in Seattle, I have them going with Chris Lindstrom, the guard from Boston College. Look, this offensive line was better than I thought it would be last year, but they still have a gaping hole at guard. And to me, Lindstrom's the best guard prospect. He's a plug-in guy. You can play him right away. And look, you're going to have two great internal defensive lines with the Rams, with the 49ers, for four games of your 16 games. So you need protection on that inside, and getting a good guard like Lindstrom will be a big help. Now, 22, I have Brian Burns, the out, outside linebacker from Florida State, going to the Baltimore Ravens. Their defense decimated. They lost Weddle. They lost Moses. They lost Suggs. They lost a lot of pieces on that defense. And Burns, look, this is a guy who had 10 sacks in college. I think he could be a guy that could be a 10-plus sack guy, good edge rusher in that 3-4 system. And you need to get after the quarterback, especially with Baker Mayfield and with uh, ben Roethlisberger in this division. The way they're going to play Baltimore, they want to play like they did last year. Keep the score down. I do think this will be a big defensive makeover draft, but getting a good young pass rusher in the first round will be key, and I think they get that with Brian Burns. Uh, Houston, I have them getting Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle of Washington State. He's one of the best pass protectors in this draft, and let's not forget last year, Deshaun Watson at one point couldn't go on the team playing. He had to take a busting against because that's how bad his ribs were because of the punishment he took last year. He has been mauled these first two years, and they need to protect him because Indianapolis, they're going to get a pass rusher. They're going to improve that pass rush. Uh, I think Tennessee's defense will be better, and Jacksonville has a ferocious front seven. This is a pick they desperately need, and I, and I think Deshaun Watson, if Dillard's available, will say, hey, guys, can we please get me some protection? I'm dying over here. Uh, 24, the Oakland Raiders, their pick from the Chicago Bears. I have them going with Josh Jacobs, the running back out of Alabama. Now, I don't value him as a first-round pick. You know my philosophy on running backs in the in number one in the first round. But this is the back end of the first round. There's not a lot of great running back talent like last year's class. And they need a feature back, and Josh Jacobs fits right into that role right away. So they've gotten a number one receiver. Now they give Derek Carr a good running back, and this will not be the last we talk about Oakland. We'll get to them in a second. At 25, I have the Eagles taking Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of Florida. And the Eagles roster, let's be honest, doesn't have a lot of holes. But they could use a ball, a ball hawk in the back end of that defense. And Gardner-Johnson, a little bit undersized, but he's a guy who can make plays in the back end. And reminds me a little bit of a guy, not, not exactly, but similar to Brian Dawkins. He's one of those playmaking free safeties. If you can get anything like that, I think the Eagles will be happy. At 26, I have the Colts getting Jalen Ferguson, the defensive end from Louisiana Tech. They addressed the offensive line last year. Now it's time to take advantage of the defense. And you look, this is a great edge rusher, and I think he'll fin the 4-3 that the Colts are running. More than 27% of his tackles in his career were behind the line of scrimmage. He's a physical specimen. I do think the small school acumen will bump him down a little bit. But once again, this is a great defensive value. This, to me, is a top... 15 talent in most years but because of how loaded this draft is he falls to the Colts at 26 good value 
and he helps the Colts defense. And at 27, the final Oakland pick will be TJ Hawkinson, the tight end of Iowa, who I think is the best tight end in this class. So for everyone that was crushing Gruden, I was one of them. If this is how their draft goes and they still have more picks, it's a pretty good draft because in one offseason, they've gotten a number one receiver. They've gotten arguably the best defensive player in the draft. Then they go out and get a true number one running back and the best running back in the class, and they get the number one tight end in the draft class. I think it's a big draft for Derek Carr, and all of a sudden the Raiders, they don't look as crazy anymore. And this is a team, after Jared Cook left in free agency, they need tight end, and I understand they didn't have a great receiving core, but they targeted Cook last year a lot, and the Titans important in that system. So it just makes sense to get Hawkinson at 28. I have the Chargers going with Cody, Cody Ford, the guard out of Oklahoma. And look, like the Eagles, another great roster. The one position that isn't great is their guard position. And now Ford could maybe be a day one starter, but at the very least gives them good depth, can play right tackle, gives them a value six lineman, helps him give them some depth. Kansas City, I have them take in Jukai Polite, the edge out of Florida and... Like the Ravens, there's been a mass exodus on that defense. Eric Berry, D4, Justin Houston. Now, they need an edge rusher. I won't be surprised if they take two or three in this draft to help build up that defense. Play had 11 sacks last season. And look, I understand some scouts are skeptical. He can be an every-down outside linebacker. But for me in the Chiefs, I think they just want a guy that could get to the quarterback, especially in third down. That will be huge, especially after missing their edge rushers this offseason. So to me, it just makes way too much sense there. At 30, I have Marquise Brown, arguably the biggest playmaking wide receiver in this draft, going to Green Bay. Now, I see a lot of mock drafts saying they'll go tight end. Now, I, could they? Yes. I, I still think they like what they have in Graham. They did make a signing, but to me, they lost Cobb. They need another wide receiver, and this is a guy who can stretch the field and has burner speed. And he's got big playability. He can make plays in the slot. But with Aaron Rodgers, when you have a guy with that kind of arm, you want a guy that can stretch the field. And Brown is one of the few in this draft that can do it. So to me, that makes a lot of sense for the Packers. At 31, I have the Rams taking Garrett Bradbury, the best center, I think, of this draft out of NC State. And we saw as the season dragged on, that offensive line was starting to look old. They didn't bring back John Sullivan, their starting center. There's a gaping hole at center. It's time to start rebuilding that offensive line for the Rams. And starting in the middle of the ball, I always say the, the two biggest offensive line positions are left tackle and center. They start the rebuild at center. And at 32, I have the New England Patriots selecting Irv Smith, the tie of Alabama. There's a reason we saw that picture of Bill Belichick at Alabama with the Alabama shirt on. He was at the pro day. Gronkowski has retired, and no team relies on the tight end more than New England. It just makes a lot of sense. They get arguably the second-best tight end in the draft and a guy who's a great route runner and can make plays. So that's going to do it for my first mock draft. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. Once again, if you'd like to get in contact with us to the show, it's richsportstalk at gmail.com or richsportstalk on Twitter. More mock drafts are on the way. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss it. Next month, I'll have all the trades in there. It's going to be a good one. Make sure you like and subscribe. Only here on Rich Sports Talk.